Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Ladies Hot and gentlemen, Box. welcome back to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast, brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined here by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling? Fresh out of Arizona, watching our Eagles come up short in the Super Bowl. Uh, it's a tough, 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 tough week it's been. Yeah, you uh, you ain't kidding. I, I had a lot riding on that. Listen, opening opening kickoff to be a touchback was the biggest lock of the century. Yeah. Minus, minus 200, cash it. Everything else, eh. But, uh, yeah, I got cooked on everything else. Uh, block pool, though. Yeah, Shout UFC. out to the block pool. UFC, we got cooked. Eagles got cooked not really but you know everything yeah. it was it was it was a fun weekend and then it wasn't Fandle was grittying on my grave this weekend <laughs> uh, as i just continued to dump funds into there responsibly of course yeah and or you know it, it depends but um we are here we will talk about ufc 284 it was right 284 i, yeah. I, I get the numbers all mixed up 284 from this past weekend Molkanovsky and makachev the fight lived up to the hype i would say because it you know not not too crazy, but also it, you know, it well surpassed expectations of it could have been a really one side of the event, and it really wasn't that way. So we will talk about that. We will discuss what is going to happen this weekend with the <laughs> disgusting trash can card. Uh, I might be I honestly, truthfully, might not even watch that card at the time that it's happening. I'd rather watch wrestling, the elimination chambers on this weekend. I might even watch that as opposed <laughs> to watching this filth. That's going to happen on Sunday, or I'm sorry, Saturday. And yeah, so let's first get into, uh, we. Well, for the record, we took a bath on, on Saturday. Uh, me and Ty both lost six units. All right, I went two and nine, he went two and eight. Uh, just, we, we, we had nothing here, man. We, we, were, we were all over the place, and I guess we should have just bet all the Australians. We would have cashed out for the most part. Besides Volk. Yeah. And Shannon Ross, which we were right on. Uh, we already knew. We knew. We yeah, that. we knew what time it was with that guy. But <laughs> uh, but the other ones, I mean, you know, like Don Shanice, good way to hang in there, buddy. Uh, you know, there's a couple ones we'll get into. Elvis Brenner winning a split decision, which I, I mean, I just. So bad. I, I You know, Zubair is awful. He's just awful. But uh, I, I've been saying it for years. And I can't believe I actually. Because sometimes I just want to bet with my heart and just go, fuck this guy and bet against him. And I don't. And then I get mad at myself. So then the next time I bet with my heart and the guy gets eviscerated, just getting his head bounced off like a basketball off the canvas. And, you know, here we are. So UFC 284, Perth, Australia, Islam Makachev, Alexander Volkanovsky, unanimous decision for Islam Makachev, 48-47. 48, 47, 49, 46. Mr. Derek Cleary, I believe, gave him that one, which a little mm. questionable. But I guess I will kick it to you to begin with. I could go uh, on and on with how, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I'd like to hear your thoughts on the fight first. Um, let's see. I think I think the whole robbery, there's a lot of people that were screening robbery. A lot of people, like, it might have just been in the moment. And you know, Volk has a is a very crowd pleaser, crowd pleasing fighter. You know, yeah. And long night. I think a lot of people were just, I, I think maybe confused the end of that fight for how 
the whole fight went. And um, the one thing that sticks out, honestly, is uh, Volkanovski's, like, his strikes. You look at all of his previous strikes, literally, I, I can't, the last time I can go back and find a fight where he didn't land 100 significant strikes was the auto fight, and he th- landed 95. Um, 214 against Ortega, 137 in the second max fight. Um, the one or in the first, 137 in the second, 199 in the third, uh, even 140 in the in the Korean zombie fight, or only 70 against Islam. Uh, I think a little of the inactivity did hurt him. I think you know if he just would have pressed forward a little bit more in the second and third rounds, he probably would have stole them. And I think those two rounds were the closest. Um, I'm trying to figure out which one I because I, I went back and rewatched it, and I gave I. I forget. I, I might have gave him the the fifth and the third, the second. I think, I think it was the like fifth him. and third were the locks. Third, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, the second he was winning, and then he got cut. Like, he got dropped, dropped right? Or like yeah, yeah or like, he got rocked a couple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, I, he did good. He did good. I don't. I don't know about this like fight of the year or instant classic. Like no, it was a it was a good no, fight, yeah. you know. But uh, instant classic. <laughs> I don't know about all that. It, it, it definitely was a good fight, and you know. Between the, the the two best fighters in the UFC, I don't know which way you lean with the pound for pound number one ranking. I, I don't really care, but I I feel like the number one pound for pound guy he loses, he shouldn't keep his spot no matter what. You know, I, I, I get it, I get it. He he went up and it was close, but you know he lost. Um, either way, doesn't matter to me. I don't I don't really want to get into the semantics of the pound for pound race, but. Yeah, man, I was really impressed with Islam. I mean, you know, he got tired at the end of the fight, and, you know, people want to use that to kind of, like, talk shit or slander him, and I just think that's that's pretty sad. I mean, he went toe-to-toe with the best fighter in the world in his home country, in his hometown, in his backyard, with just an absolute raucous crowd fucking going nuts, and he won. You know, 3-2, to two, I think, was kind of fair. I think, you know... Uh, Derek Cleary did rather... give him that third round, which was insane, by the way. Like, that, I don't... Yeah. I mean... The, uh, when the when the card started with Zubar Tukov losing the decision that he just absolutely did not lose, but nobody gave gave a fuck because it's him and he's probably getting uh, honestly he's probably getting cut. They probably set that up, uh, which is fine by me. He's, and he I just looked awful. You. That's what it, like I think it, it, when you like yeah. le- when you win, even though you win a fight, but your whole face is just leaking. It's like oh boy, like uh, you know, it it's kind of leads you to be get screwed a little bit if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, you know. but you know. I don't. I, I, Derek Clear gave the first four to Islam. I don't know about that, <clears throat> but I do. Th- I'd rather see it four-one Islam than three-two Volk. But it was th- there was some very close rounds. Um, Volk, I guess, was it two times Volk quote unquote dropped Islam, but neither one of them. I think the one time he just kind of like fell by the yeah. cage, and the other time he got hit in the chest. So you know, good for him for doing that, but he, he didn't really drop him. You know, he got dropped. And he he got he got he got maybe not wobbled but you know he got hit hard and took a st- couple steps back uh, multiple times. I was really impressed with uh, <clears throat> Islam striking. I think he he um, he doesn't have a lot of activity. You know he's not that active, but he's very precise. Yeah, and he's he's very quick, and he actually has power. He has quick um, quick just, hands, man. He just doesn't throw left. enough. That straight left is nasty, uh, and he jabs. You know when he does jab, he you know he has a pretty nice jab. He doesn't kick much. Doesn't really go to the body, it seems, but. Um, yeah, uh, you know, four of nine takedowns, Volk went for his own, didn't get any. Um, I, I saw people gave the fourth round to Volk 
And I don't know, you know, I, I understand Islam, I guess you could say stalled or did this or did that, but he definitely how, stalled. But uh, yeah, I don't right. you can't give a, I, but, I'm a, I'm but you can't you. just you can't just <laughs> there has to be a reason for you getting the, the round the Volk. Like if you don't want to give a round to somebody because he stalled and was on top and had the back control for, you know, you're like, oh, he didn't do anything. But like, well, what did the other guy do? You know, if he didn't do anything, the other guy cert- certainly didn't do anything. So, um, you know, armchair judges, not, 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 not a fan. He had that back for like four minutes. If yeah. he, say he had gotten that takedown and did that with about two minutes or three minutes left in that round, you know, and Volk was able to do some damage on the feet during that round, then he might have won that. I think that this fight was so close, closely could have gone the Volk's way in that second or fourth round. Those were the two rounds, I think, that were kind of up for grabs. And say Volk doesn't get wobbled or, like, dropped to his knee in that second round. I think he wins that round. And I also think in that in that fourth round, if he's just able to stay keep that standing a little bit longer, because, like you said, that definitely could have gone the other We've seen that happen where guys, even though they have three minutes, two and a half minutes of control, if they don't really do anything with it, some of these judges aren't really giving it to them anymore. So it kind of def- depends on how the fights are being judged or what, you know, you know, what, like what kind of, what, yeah, like what, what the judges feel that night. It's three guys who are yeah. making this decision, basically. Overall, the fight, I think Volkanovsky was, had a little bit too much respect for Islam for the, for the early portions of this fight. It, especially in those first two rounds, I think he kind of was a little bit worried, but then, once he was able to kind of reverse him on the ground and realized he's not as strong as everyone kind of made him seem or that he's just as good as him, he kind of started to have a little bit of success. I think the fourth round, what got him taken down is he got a little bit too cocky. But then in that fifth round, for him to end the fight on top throwing bombs at, at Makachev while he's on his back is a scene we've never seen from any of these Russian guys, right? I mean, you yeah. never saw anything like that from Habib where he was just on his back like – in turtle, like not turtle mode, but like with covering up and just kind of waiting for this clock to run out. He was like in, in survival mode, basically. And Volkanovsky, I think the reason people are saying that this is an instant classic or whatever is due to the fact that he well exceeded expectations. People thought he was going to get worked over. He was a plus 300 uh, uh, underdog. They just, they really didn't give him any sort of chance. I mean, me and you definitely thought he he was in this fight because I just... Not only, I mean, we think Islam is good and everything, but it's just Volkanovski, we've never seen him fold. That's a big thing yeah. in these fights. Like, Oliveira, we talked about before that fight. Like, it's very possible that he folds, which he wound up doing, because we've seen it happen before. I have never, in, in, my, in my watching of him, seen Volkanovski give up or, or look worried or panic or anything like that. And he was in some bad positions in this fight on Saturday night, and he did not panic whatsoever. So... Uh, I guess what's next for him is probably to fight Yair, and uh, you know I think you're I think you're right. I think this fight was forty eight forty seven. I personally would leave him at the top of the uh, pound for pound rankings just due to the fact that he was going up. I understand. I honestly, like you said though, really don't care either way though. Like if you if someone was to say, well, he won the fight, and you know, like you said, he should be number one. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. And if someone was yeah. to say, no, well, you know, he went up a weight class, he he stood in there, and he was like, yeah, yeah, you're you're cool too. Like I, I really, I think it's just kind of like they should be tied, honestly. That's yeah, re- really, yeah, uh, that, that's the that. cop out, but it's like that's really how I feel. And uh, I would love to see this fight again at some point. Re- I really would because I think Volkanovski would have much more success in a rematch uh, than he did in, in this fight Saturday night. And uh, I mean, Islam did not look good. Now, uh, what do you make of the drama with the IV? 
He may have cheated with uh, yeah, re- rehydrating just, and everything. I mean, Dan Hooker's a fucking loser. Nobody cares what he has to say. Yeah, but you know, Ali so, kind of exposed himself, though. Did you see that? Well, no, I didn't. But Ali, I'll, I'll you know, Ali said there's nothing wrong with taking frauded. two to three liters or something like that. And and uh, Ariel's <laughs> like, wait, uh, <laughs> he, he deleted it, but you're not allowed to do that. Like, yeah, that that is 100 percent illegal. Like. So that's good. I mean, honestly, I really, I truthfully don't care. Uh, I, the fight was awesome. Yeah, me either. Honestly, I would, like, I would love to see him get suspended, though. That's just my because I, you know, because <laughs> these guys are all cheaters and I hate them. But, uh, but no, I don't think it would have. Uh, you know, I, I mean, who knows? He, he looked like death on the um, on the scale on on Saturday. So, uh, you know, on, or on Friday uh, morning, whatever. But. That those really aren't the kind of thing I'm here to talk about today, or or get get into the yeah. weeds about. I know it's people- just typical Aussie MMA. You know, Eugene Behrman's guys love saying, "Well, you know, he wasn't in my weight class. He wasn't in my weight class, mate." Jan Blahovich is a lot bigger than me. Uh, it, it's it's always something. And Eugene Behrman in the second, third round telling Volk, "You can actually get a takedown." Nice advice, bro. That 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 was really really solid advice to go for a takedown, uh, which didn't work. Well, it's just so, like yeah, like him, like it was cool to see him like leaning him against the fence and kind of showing him like that I'm I'm able to like I can play your game too, but also like why would you want to do that when you were yeah. you're you're beating him up, you're having success. The longer you can keep this standing and and tire him out, because what he wants to do is just hold on to you, and that that's his comfort zone. The more you make him stand, the more he panics, the more tired he gets. I don't yeah. know. We've we've discussed our thoughts on Bearman at length here on this show. We don't. Not huge fans of his uh, his coaching or m- most of his guys. I mean, I love Volkanovski though, so I can't you know I can't. Get I like some of the guys, and I, you know the whole Aussie scene. I, I I'm a fan of. I would love to go there, um, yeah. but just the, it's always fucking ex- not to make excuses. But then he makes excuses, and same thing with Volk. He said it uh, when he was talking to I don't know if it was Ariel or somebody, and he was basically saying, you know, if, if this guy was in my weight class, I would squash him. It's yeah. like, well, he's not. So, you know, what, what, what are we doing here? Just so bringing up hypotheticals? Yeah. And if you so, weren't in Ghana's you know. weight class, how would that go? Like, you know, you know, yeah. like, I, I don't know. You know, it's kind of those hypotheticals that get annoying. That's that's what uh, I, I don't sometimes I don't like about this sport. I mean, I kind of like, yeah, if they were the same size, Volk probably would kill him because, Volk, you know, that's just yeah. Volk is just a freak. He's built different. We, we were talking about that all last week, but he's not. And that's why this fight was kind of intriguing because he was he was going up taking on a challenge like this. And it was, it was, it was a good fight. It was an awesome fight. Uh, like you said, instant classic, uh, all timer. I don't think so. I think it's people no. just, uh, buying into the hype of saying, wow, you know, it was, well, what an event, you know, like kind of him living up to the hype and the, the crowd was awesome. I don't know. No, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, I do wish he was able to kind of keep it. It just, it, those two rounds, I think he really could have swung one of them either way. And it just didn't go his way. It's a, it's unfortunate, but, uh, what a win! What, a, what I mean, what what a win for Islam. Showed that he's got heart. You know, he showed that he's not going to fold. He didn't. Things weren't going his way for good portions of this fight. He stayed in there, and you know, I don't know what's next for him either. I don't know what they do at fifty five. Uh, to like, I, I really don't know. I, I mean, we know Volkanovski's going to fight Yair next, or at least that's what's set up for him. But at lightweight, you have Charles Oliveira's fighting Daryush. Poirier doesn't have anyone, so I mean, I guess in theory you could have them fight. Gaethje's fighting Fiziev, and you know Chandler, you got him set up. You got Matus Gamrot's fighting Jalen Turner, right? Or yeah, stepping in for uh, 
Dan Hooker, was it? Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. yes no? sir. Yeah, yeah. I want to see Dan Hooker get fucking smoked so bad. He would have gotten cooked, but yeah, I mean, so I guess Islam can kind. Of, I mean, Islam's not going to fight right. You know, probably see him in the summer. I'd assume. I would assume at some point, but um, yeah. Uh, how about Yair, man? That this is probably for me the most impressive performance of the whole night. Just how. I mean, I I don't even know how to like. I, I I'm done doubting him because it just seems like he is the ultimate guy that I like enjoy watching in mixed martial arts. He throws every strike with violent intent. He's trying to finish the fight with everything, elbows, uh, little jabs, throwing these crazy, super powerful body kicks, and then he's like gets taken down, and he's constantly fishing for. Either you know random submissions, or he's getting those butterfly hooks. And he's trying to get, he's trying to re- reverse the position. He's trying to get any sweep he can get. He just those looked, elbows, yeah, like those elbows from the ground. Like he just was constantly had Josh Emmett on the back foot and nervous. And Josh Emmett didn't look good. wasn't able to really get a groove in here in this fight. And I think we kind of talked about it. It was, you know, we didn't know. I mean, it's just a bad matchup for Josh Emmett. It really is. It's just he's too dynamic. He's too athletic. His striking is so unique. And those submissions, we I mean, we did discuss that on here. It was just kind of if he tries to take him down and lay in those positions, he could get caught in something crazy similar to what, you know, I mean, Ortega is a fucking black belt. You know, the best that 45 probably has to offer. And he got caught in some crazy shit and got his arm fucking popped out. So, uh, you know, Yair is no joke. And I learned that on Saturday night. I, I already knew it, but it, it got kind of solidified for me. And it looks like he's going to fight Volk next, and that's going to be a huge fight. Yeah, that's going to be a good one, man. Yair's body kicks and just kicking game in general is scary. The first kick, first body kick of the fight, I think, hurt Emmett. He's just digging his toes right into his ribs. Just brutal. Um, and then the spinning attacks and everything. You know, he, he is very dangerous, but... His defensive issues still kind of worry me. Josh Emmett did hurt him um, and, and did do a couple good things, but he wasn't really able to mount, uh, you know, prolonged success. Yeah. And he might have been hurt coming in the fight. You know, he's also getting older. Uh, he's had a bunch of surgeries on his knees. So, um, yeah, honestly, you know, when he caught that when he caught that kick, I thought, damn, Yair might get, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what happens here? Get and then smashed, man. Just got caught in that fucking triangle. Um, yeah, I guess I, I'm kind of excited to see what Yair can do against Volk because of the explosion, explosiveness. Um, I think Volk probably runs through him and finishes him. Honestly, Yair just very. I guess you know he's still improving, he's still working on things. He has gotten a lot better. Um, you know, since the last time we saw him, almost every fight, honestly, uh, it seems like he is getting smarter. You know that 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 fight IQ is. Is getting getting up there, and um, just throwing more and more and more. So we'll see what's next for him. I, I, it's going to be tough. I don't know if there's anybody else really that can that can compete with Volk. So uh, I'm not counting him out. Especially he's got he uses his size really well. I don't know if he'd have a reach advantage over Volk. I'm assuming he might not because Volk has those long arms. Let's see. Um, yeah, I think they have the same reach. So. The way, you know, he's going to have to pump that jab. He's going to have to really um, go low. I want to see him go low with the kicks because I think, you know, those are going to be really dangerous. I think Volk might be able to, to block some body shots, block body kicks. But just mix it up. I like his uh, I like his entire game. 
working off his back and being aggressive and, and, and finding different ways to get out of positions and throwing some elbows and, and whatnot. He really just, like you said, violent. Yeah. All about the violence. It's violence. It's all action. It's just, it's exactly what you want when you're watching these fights, especially at the highest level. It's, I don't have one negative thing to say about him. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I've seen him kind of just get beat up before, but that was a while ago. You know, like the Frankie Edgar. Yeah. Frankie Edgar was a long time ago. He lost a fight to Holloway, but that wasn't, you know, crazy um, skill difference. I mean, you know, Holloway was just was the better fighter that night, but I guess, you know, maybe if they fight tomorrow, it might might look different, you know? I mean, that, that was two years ago, or, you know, a year and a half ago. So who knows? Um, you know, and Holloway's still hanging around in there in, in the upper echelon wow. of that 45 for now until Mr. Arnold Allen comes through and uh, <laughs> maybe a hurricane. Uh, but, yeah, listen, big fan of his. I don't know what they do with Josh Emmett next. I don't know. Uh, you know, he's down, he's down to number five now. I think he was already at five, but I, I don't. I really just don't know. You know, like you said, he's older. Who knows? But I'm not really uh, too worried about that. Uh, Yair fight, I, and, and like you said, I, if I had to set a line, Volk probably a minus three hundred, three four hundred favorite against uh, yeah, right. uh, against Yair. That's what I, it, my instinct says, without even doing any research or anything. That's what I would think. I, I would imagine he probably takes him down. He does not get submitted. You know, he he just he's able to smash him at, at portions. He's able to stand inside that kicking range, not le- not let Yair get those kicks off, fire that jab right off his face, and, and just probably hurt him a few times during the fight. So there's that. Uh, I guess let's keep it moving. Jack Della Maddalena, JDM, man. If you don't know now, you know. He he he, he proved us wrong. Randy Brown, we, we were thinking Randy Brown was a live dog here in this one. And uh, uh, submission, rear nope. naked choke, dude. That that's that I didn't have that on the list, rear naked choke. But um, I thought, yeah, you're, I mean, I thought Randy Brown was doing some good shit before this happened. But, you know, it's only two minutes, so how, how much good shit could you have possibly been doing? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, getting trapped against a cage is not – that was like the last thing you wanted, you yeah. know. And then he got trapped against the cage, hit hard, and he did like a front flip. Yep. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. The way he fell, he got hit. I'm like, oh, that's fine. Then he flops around. I'm like, oh, man, he's not he's he's not good. And then he got choked out. And I was just like, all right. Well, there goes my upset pick. There <laughs> goes my upset pick of the card. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, JDM is just legit. I don't know if there's really anything else to it. I guess we'll, you know, we'll have to wait to see him go through some adversity if he ever does. Um, but I'm not going to project him to lose anytime soon. I'm not going to project an upset over him. He's got fucking, he's got real power in those hands. I don't know why when I look at him, uh, I feel like he's like small or looks like a, like a, an accountant or something. Maybe it's just the way he wears his pants. Maybe just the look of him. He looks like a, just a basic guy. Um, so I don't know why I, I try to count him out sometimes. It's maybe it's the, the guys he's fought. But all that's done done for now. I love his boxing. I love his hands. And then he hopped right on the back and went for the choke. <clears throat> Something that's not, you know, not really his forte, not his go-to. I know he's improved in it. Um, also, how about you know, I, how often do you see somebody lose their first two pro fights and then you know just keep fucking going? Like, yeah, man. And th- that's exactly what happened to him. So I'm all in. Um, I'm not sure what's next for him, but. 
you know, is, uh, Randy Brown had a number next to his name. I believe, right? So I think he should probably get. Is this welterweight? Let's see. This is light, or yeah, welterweight. Is it? Is it welterweight? Okay, yeah. So JDM. Yeah, there he is. Fourteen. Yep. Um. So now this is really. <laughs> this is the. This is the deep waters. Yeah. Uh, you know, Michelle Pereira is right behind him, and I think, you know, he probably smokes Michelle Pereira, but that is no fucking walk in the park. That's for sure. Um, and then, you ha- I mean, look at, just look at everybody in front of him. <clears throat> um, man, <laughs> I think, honestly, I think maybe he might get like a, like an unranked guy, maybe, but like a, maybe like a better unranked guy. Not to say that Randy Brown isn't good or whatever, but like somebody, maybe a better style, a better matchup or something. Before they give him like a because everybody that's ranked is kind of like a bigger name. Not that he doesn't, you know, not that I wouldn't favor him over like Neil Magny. Or I could see Kier, them so. putting a Neil Magny or maybe even a Luque. Vicente Luque would be good. However, Vicente Luque is starting to starting to wear off. Well, you know, that, you know, that, that, that ain't, that's not toughness. our concern. Right? If we're, if we're making no. this. We, we're feeding him to the wolves if that if that's what we're <laughs> you know actually trying to do. I mean, we maybe we Shavkot. Oh boy, Shavkot's about to go to the moon <laughs> after he beats Jeff Neal. Yeah, he's he's winning the belt soon. After the, before this year ends, he's going to be champion, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, great performance from JDM in front of the home crowd and RIP Randy Brown. Yeah, he's still alive, but uh, he's not in good shape. Justin Taffa <laughs> put my man Parker Porter set turned the lights out in Georgia with a nice counter left hand, and he uh, it was. <laughs> This was quick. I, I mean, I, w- I was getting a bev in the other room. Came back in, and uh, by the time I sat down, this man was was flailing around on the ground, and Justin Taffa was on top of the cage, and he started doing shoeys and whatnot. It was like, all right, so there's that. Justin Taffa is a one hitter quitter sort of guy. He either gets you out of there in the first round, or he loses a decision. That's what we talked about, and it went the other way. He got him out of there Shit. in the first round. Knocked Parker easy Porter work. out, and this was easy work. There's really not much to say. Yeah, just big counter left, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> heavyweight, heavyweights, baby. Yep, the decision bet was really a questionable bet. Now looking back, so there is that. Jimmy Crute, Alonzo Menafield, Jimmy Crute. Uh, I believe Menafield got a point taken away in the third round. Yep, Crute got dropped Mark like six a- times in this fight. Mark Goddard, Mark the best Goddard. ref, by the way. Easily the best ref. He saw it, and he stopped it and said, yeah, I'm taking a point because it was very egregious. Fucking love it. Um, Derek Cleary, your boy, uh, had Jimmy Crute winning the fight, and I'm not really sure what we were watching. The second round, Jimmy Crute was getting his fucking ass beat, and then he gets like, what happened? He got a takedown and like some, some ground and pound at the very end, the last minute. Uh, I'm sorry, but the last minute does not make up for the first four. You know, also doesn't make up for the fact that you were a punching bag for those those first four <laughs> minutes. That, that's also a factor when you talk about this stuff. Like, you know, I, I kind of felt bad for Alonzo Menafield because he probably should. He was the be- he was the better fighter completely, but can't do that. You know, absolutely cannot do that. Um, so yeah, a draw is probably it's it's probably the right call. Sadly, but yeah. I think I'm out. I'm I'm completely out on Jimmy Crute. Completely out. Like he, there's some guys sure that he can beat and whatnot, but man, uh, he just. First off, I don't know if it's still the leg injury. I don't know if he had a leg injury when he was younger, but when he walks, it looks like I don't know if he, the, if his legs are like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. They look weird. They look like they're always hurting or something. It's like he 
it's like he I don't even know how to explain it. It's like he's pigeon toed or something, the way he's standing. And then he just gets hit all the time. Like all the time. Yeah. Um not a fan. Not a fan of that. Yeah, chalk me up on that on that side as well. Especially he can't take a shot either. Um I mean no. Menafield throws heat, but he was in grave that the fight should have been stopped. He was in grave danger for large portions of this fight. If his name was Colby Covington, this fight would have been stopped. But Shout out to Liberal Mark Goddard. Uh, you know, I really don't have much to say other than that, honestly. I just wanted to get that uh, Colby Covington joke out there. And Jimmy Crute, I'm with you, kind of cooked. Alonzo Menafield never really thought much of his, you know, I guess championship stock. These guys are mid-card fighters, it seems like, both of them, right? You know, that's like yeah. maybe they can make a run here and there, but eventually they're going to run into something because they have such – uh, glaring weaknesses. Menafield has no takedown defense whatsoever, and his gas tank is not good. Yeah, Crude has no chin, and his durability just isn't good at all. Like his overall durability, because like you said, he always seems like there's some injury going on during these fights. So, uh, Mudestis Bukakis, Bukaki, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, he fought Tyson Pedro. Unanimous decision was a pretty much an easy win for him. Tyson Pedro had about three minutes in him before he gassed the fuck out. Jeez. And really gave nothing else after that. Uh, Bukaskis looks looked tired too, but he wasn't nowhere near as tired as Tyson Pedro was. And Pedro was throwing a little bit of heat, but he really wasn't hitting him. And nope. Bukakis had a easy easy night at the office. It seemed like, and he gets another he gets a win as a big time underdog. Yeah, how about um, how about his uh his uh trainer coach Will Curry screaming. The whole fight, and he wasn't really listening to him, which was kind of driving me crazy because after the first round, I, I put a live bet in on Bukaskis. I saw Tyson Pedro's body language. I was like, yeah, I'm not liking, I'm not liking what I see here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Will Curry, his name is. He is, I think, 24, and he's from uh, London. He's very good. He's like 9-2. and two. Um, Had a couple losses to this fellow named Christian Leroy Duncan, who was making his debut uh, against Dusko Zdorovic on the Leon card. So, Dusko. Um, yeah, Mr. Mr. Duncan. Pretty good. Will Curry, watch out for him. He's probably one win away from getting to the UFC. Honestly, on a short notice, I wouldn't be surprised if they called him <clears throat> one of these one of these cards. But the whole fight, screaming, kick him, Modest- Modestus! Go, Modestus! And it was just very funny because he was screaming. And I love, I love that. Love it. So other than that, yeah, not really much to make of that, of that fight. Yeah, uh, you kind of just said it. <laughs> perfectly like it was just it really was Tyson Pale uh, more I mean B- B- Modestus was taking this fight on what a week notice or two like it wasn't really a lot I mean, he didn't get a full camp that's basically all you yeah. need to know and he was not in the UFC before this he had fought I think three times in, in 12 it was something like a ridiculous time frame that he had fought and I remember them talking about that on the broadcast he had fought once in November, once in December, and then now in February. Yeah. So that like that's a yeah. quick turnaround, and uh, like those Nuts. weren't easy fights either. Like one went to the fourth round, another yeah. one was like a, a full unanimous decision. Shout out to Lee Chadwick, not Chadwick Bozeman. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, I mean it was just it was a good win for Modestus to get himself back in the uh, back in the UFC under the banner, and taking out a guy like Tyson Pedro who uh, is a fraud. Really, let me just go yeah. ahead and say that. All right, there Joshua Kulabau. Uh, this is a guy. This he really pissed me off on Saturday, because not only did I lose my bet, he was kind of getting cooked a little bit. And we were looking good. We were looking good, on the and Bagdasarian then he, side. and then he, uh, he, I believe he caught Bagdasarian, 
Bagdasarian went down and he tried to like sneak out the back and he just got his neck wrapped up like pretty it was early quick, on. Man. He, yeah. got, he got on it quick. He did. He did. It was very slick. It was very nice. But then he gets up with this like gun celebration. Where yeah. he, and that was really annoying because he just didn't like <laughs> – I don't even know. Like he just kept doing it and it looked like it had no like – Yeah, do it once and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just corny. I don't know. Like yeah, he kept doing it, hopping on the cage like – Dude, looking like Mick Foley, I'm like, uh, yeah, all right, man. Yeah, yeah, calm down, Cactus Jack. But I, I probably would have loved it had I had, uh, you know, cool about submission. I probably would be That's in true. my room right now doing it, doing but, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, back to Sarian, he looked good. These guys were kind of the same height, same. It was like a, it was a good matchup, but um, kicking each other. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, actually, no, he might have did that because Bogdasarian's nickname is the Gun. Uh you know what? Now that pisses me off even more. Go fuck yourself. How about that, huh? <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, cool about uh, is good though. Uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, as much as I'm, we are t- fans of him. Talking after shit. We, uh, yeah, I mean, after you lose after money, we on buried him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it has to go, though. You, you know, when you beat my guy, I'm not a huge Melsic guy. Believe me, it was just kind of a matchup thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, he was. I mean, look, he was winning. Yeah, we were looking good. Uh, cool about three of twenty four on significant head strikes, uh, yeah. fifteen of forty three from distance. So like, you know, he wasn't really doing anything. And he just he, he had a quick quick small window and he fucking took advantage took of it. Out, so I can't you know I can't be too mad. Good for him. Uh, how about Clayton Rodriguez, man, taking out Shannon Ross with with the quickness. Yeah. That uh, was that was. Shannon Ross's close. appendix was all fixed up and all ready to go, and it <laughs> didn't have any effect on what happened on Saturday. They night. forgot. They forgot his chin. They forgot, forgot his chin because he got fucking eviscerated early, early. Early on in this fight, inside a minute, Clayton just gets him out of there, and bang, bang, let's cash that inside the distance. I wish we had it inside the first minute. We would have been cashed yeah. out big time. Yeah, <laughs> nuts. But, I mean, Shannon Ross, not UFC level, shouldn't be on the UFC. And, uh, that get him out of here. Uh, Jamie yep. Malarkey, he looked good. He was able to take a shot. My, my, my shot down the field did not work out on this one. Mr. Prado is he he's got skills. Uh, I won't won't very say young. that. He's he's young, he's very raw. He I mean, he throws heat, but he just doesn't really have a um I don't want to say IQ, but he really wasn't fighting smart at, at all. Doesn't have a game plan, no. really, you know. He was just trying to kill him and, and Malarkey was taking him down and being a complete mixed martial artist and he had he fought fought with IQ. He had a game plan, like you said, and he just he, he executed it, and he took Francisco Prado out, and it was pretty easy, a pretty easy win for him. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, no, I I don't want to waste too much time on any of these because this this was kind of the uh, trash end of the card. Jack Jenkins, yeah. easy win against Don Shanice. Do you have anything to say about this? I mean, I like Jack Jenkins, but you know we need yeah, to get him in there he, against somebody that's going to test him a little bit. Yeah, I um. I really wish he didn't. You know, he got reversed twice. Um, he went for take. He went for takedowns. He got four of five takedowns. But that's that's Don Shanus's area. Not that Don Shanus is you know this all all world grappler, but that's what he does and that's what he wants. Uh, so I, I I was upset I didn't get the finish. I think Jack Jack Jenkins, man, his leg kicks are vicious. He kind of went away from them after the first round. Uh, Don Shanus was limping hard, and then he just stopped doing it. So. I don't know. I need to see a little bit more from Jack, but I, I do like him. But maybe uh, maybe I just want to hype, slow down the hype train that I you know, started. Um, but yeah, shout out to him for cashing in the money line bet in my parlay. Yeah. Easy. 
Easy, easy work. Uh, this one, this one hurt. Uh, I, I, I went again. I should have just stayed. I should have just stayed out. Should have just sat it out, but I didn't because I'm a fucking degenerate when I'm doing this. Luma Luke Buname took out Elise Reed. Elise Reed stinks, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, not not good. <laughs> Luma looked good though. Luma looked, you know, she's just very, very, very small, uh, yeah. and that's gonna work against her more times than not. But yeah, Elise Reed, you know. Luma took advantage of the speed, huge speed advantage and huge technical advantage and uh, choked her out. Blake Builder. Any, any, any thoughts on Mr. Builder? Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like him. You know, I don't think he's the best. I don't think he's great. I think his O is going to go soon, but um, <laughs> I, 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 I bet on it. Did I bet on him? I think I had the under. You had the but, under, um, yeah. It didn't work, but El Animal... Yeah, I, I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, you know, he went to he, a lot of leg kicks. Um, did he get any? Yeah, I was going to say, he only, he only got one, uh, but he did get a takedown. Threw a lot of strikes. Um, just pretty much controlled Shane Young the whole time. I don't, you know, Shane Young is pretty low level, but um, Blake Builder for coming into the UFC with not much experience uh, in his backyard. Yeah, I was kind of impressed by him. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's a world beater or anything, but uh, he has a great story and he seems like a good dude. So... Yeah, I mean, shout out to him. He fucking threw 200 strikes, you know, uh, and landed 126 of them. So, um, yeah, we'll see what he does next to the featherweight. Elvis Brenner with a big time. Uh, I guess this is a big upset, right? This was a big time upset. I think Tukov was probably the biggest favorite on the one biggest of the biggest favorite, favorite on the card. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, just Split awful decision. decision. You thought it was awful? Awful, garbage, complete garbage. There, there wasn't anything. So let's see what I'm trying to see what rounds they gave him now all Tukagov did was go to the head and he could have done more 100 percent. but he, he he was hit like if you charted the top 10 or 15 most impactful shots of this fight they were all from him like there wasn't really I, there wasn't really much Elvis Brenner was doing I so <laughs> Evan Field never heard of her gave all three rounds to Elvis Brenner. That is fucking pathetic. Yeah. As so garbage. So garbage. And for somehow Derek Cleary strikes again, gave the first round to Elvis Brenner. If there was any round he won, it was the third because that's when Zabaro just kind of, you know, like you said, very inactive and didn't do enough and only had hunts and doesn't move his head. But like the first two rounds he won 100% easily. Like the the live odds back that up. So um, I, I feel like there was something going on here. I don't think the UFC really wants him here. He missed weight. He misses weight a lot. He punched Conor McGregor, knocked him out. No, so, he didn't. I don't think you know. I think they're trying to get him out of here. And I think it's a it's a whole it's a fix. It's a setup. And honestly, I good. don't really care because I don't think the guy's any good. Get a good ready. He, 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 <laughs> he got jobbed here, and Elvis Brenner. Uh, did not deserve that win. Couldn't so. have happened to a better guy. I, I, in all seriousness, no. I think. It had a lot to do with the fact that he was bleeding. Literally, I, I told you that before. I just yeah. think that they were like, "Oh, look, he's bleeding. He's not, you know, he's getting beat up." When I like, yeah, like you said, I think Tukagov was landing the more impactful strikes as the fight went on. But like, I mean, he is. This is who he is, though. He is like a guy who will let people hang around in fights that shouldn't be hanging in. Uh, I believe was it Lerone Murphy or yeah, yeah, right that one. Like he. He should have won that, and then he kind of let him hang around. Then he was just, like, gassed by the end of the fight. He's just not a guy I take seriously, and that's why he's the first fight of the night. He's just not – he shouldn't be taken seriously. He probably 
like you said, he shouldn't be in the UFC. So, um, you know, that that's that for Mr. Tukakov. Uh, <laughs> get bent, buddy. See ya. Yeah, get bent. Go back to ACA, brother. Yeah, they'll love you there. You can fight at uh, Eagle FC. Uh, wait, what happened to that? Uh, we got we got a card this weekend though. We're not going to do two episodes this week, ladies and gentlemen. We had you know Ty was flying. He's traveling all over the country, and now Awful. now we're back. Yeah, it wasn't a good trip. Uh, now I had to fly back and then immediately go to work. Man, and everyone's yeah. like, "Hey, how was the trip? Not Fucking good. Terrible. Fucking awful. Had fun though. Uh, <laughs> got drunk. That's for sure. Yeah. So. We have a card this weekend, and it is not something that you're going to huddle around the TV with all your friends and family and watch. It starts at 4 o'clock, everyone out there. It starts at 4 Eastern, I believe, and the uh, main event, uh, the main card, I should say, starts at 7, okay? If you don't know, now you know. You can listen to Dana White screaming at you about A.J. Fletcher oh, or somebody like yeah. that. You know, he'll, there is a lot of guys. That, let, first of all, let me go out and say this, guys. Don't bet this card. Don't don't really don't watch this card. I don't. Uh, the <laughs> UFC doesn't pay me to promote this shit. Don't watch it. This is a horrific card. You have Zach Pauga and Jordan Wright as the co-main event. Now the main event is something like watch <laughs> like watchworthy. I it, love the main event. The main event is awesome. Like that that truly is like this. That fight should be a three round fight on like a a pay per view card, the John Jones card or something like that. Like that's like it's worthy of that kind of like fight where you're like, dude, this is this is good. Like. The what was the fight a couple weeks ago? Was it Lauren Murphy and uh, Andrade? Like that's like a fight yeah. where you're like, damn, like this is a good like women's fight to have. Like this is an awesome fight. Erin Blanchfield, we've talked about her on here. I guess let's just get right into it. Erin Blanchfield, Jessica Andrade, we've talked about Blanchfield at length. How we think like she's a possible future champion, hundred uh, percent. Her grappling, she is smashing people. She is dangerous as shit. But Jessica Andrade is about a, as bad of a matchup as you can get for her, I would say. Andrade has hands. She has good grappling. She's so powerful. She's fighting up at 125. Now, I guess she's out of, you know, I mean, what she fought a month ago against Lauren Murphy at 125. Yeah. So I guess it's not much of a weight cut because she bounces back and forth between 25 and 15. But the odds will tell you she's a slight favorite, even on a, a short-notice fight. She's minus 130, 140. To Aaron Blanchfield's plus 115, 105, 106. This fight was originally supposed to be her and Talia Santos, which probably would have had similar uh, thoughts from me in general. But I guess I would ask you what your initial thoughts are. Eileen Blanchfield. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> I think the money's starting to come in on her. I know she was, I think, plus 150. I saw a couple people got her at. Now she's plus 110. I think I'm probably going to hop on that as soon as this podcast concludes. Because I think the money's going to come in on her. She's the younger fighter. She's f more fresh. She's got all the hype. Also, she's gotten a lot better. I think she needs, for, for sure, she needs a, some work on her stand-up game. But, I mean, what is she, 20, 23 or 4? 23. She would be 23. 1999. I mean, god damn, man. Yeah. If that doesn't make you feel old, I don't know what does. Um yeah, so like uh, some people will say she kind of struggled taking down J.J. Aldridge and whatnot. J.J. Aldridge has a has a style where she just runs away kind of. You know, she doesn't let you get close. So you kind of can't really land big shots or land takedowns, you know. And she still got her out of there. I think Andrade, I think Aaron's going to have some – she might have to go through some, some tough uh, exchanges. But I think she's going to be able to get her down. Uh, I, I, I look at the Valentina fight 
and I'll, you know, I'm not comparing Aaron Blanchfield to Valentina Shevchenko at all. I think if they fought today, you know, Val probably runs through her. In a year from now, not so sure. But, you know, she took her down a lot, and she kept bringing her back down. I know Andrade got up, but she went back down. And I think Aaron Blanchfield has that top pressure and has that control, and she's really fucking strong. I mean, we saw, remember when she did the Miranda Maverick, and Miranda Maverick was strong, and we thought, you know, all right, let's see what she does here. And she just bossed her up. So, you know, the, the short notice, the, the weight class jumping around. Also, Jessica Andrade isn't, isn't young. Um, she can get hit, you know. But the thing with Andrade lately, she's been looking more technical. She is throwing jabs. She is throwing light kicks. So, you know, I, I, I can kind of see a path for her. This is a five-round fight. Yeah. But I just I, – I favor Aaron Bl- – I think Aaron Blanchfield is kind of a tough matchup for Andrade. I guess they're tough, tough matchups for each other. Um. I'm gonna go. Bl- I'm, I'm gonna keep riding the Blanchfield hype train, though. We're, we've been here as soon as we saw her fight the first time. Um, who did she lose? Her only loss, I believe, was a split to Tracy Cortez, uh, like a couple years ago. That you know could have went either way. Um, we've seen her get you know a head kick knockout over Victoria Leonardo. You know, one of the biggest frauds in UFC history. But uh, this was not in the UFC. So, and she finished her. Yeah. Um, she beat, beat the shit out of Broken Walker in Invicta. Like, she, you know, she, she honestly has a decent little resume. She beat Kay Hansen in Invicta early, early shout in her career. So, shout out to OF. So, um, she has experience, you know. Um, beat the fuck out of Molly McCann. I could watch that fight 10 times on repeat. Yeah, you, you Maybe hate Molly McCann, dude. Uh, hate her so much. But, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I, I got Aaron Blanchfield. I mean, I think she's just. I think she um, she's very composed for being 23. She's very smart for being 23. Um, not even in fighter years, but just like human years. To be in a main event here against Andrade, I, I don't know, man. I think she's. I think she. Uh, I think she has the goods, and I think she's going to come through. She's bigger. I don't know if she's stronger because Andrade's, you know, fucking brick shit house, but. Um, I think she's gonna. Get, I think she's gonna get it done. Maybe she doesn't finish her. Maybe she does get her late. I don't know how Andrade's gas tank's gonna be. Um, yeah, give me Aaron Blanchfield. So you're gonna take Aaron Blanchfield money line money plus one fifteen. That is both of our picks. <clears throat> Excuse me for this for this card on Saturday. Oh <clears throat> Jesus, what's going on here? Hello, hello. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So no, I, I think that's I, that's. Basically, I'm gonna ride till the wheels fall off. That's where I'm at uh, with with Miss Blanchfield. I've talked about her being a potential UFC champion, and this is where she's gonna prove it on Saturday night. We're gonna find out one way or the other whether she's the truth or not. And even if she says, you know, God forbid, loses, I still wouldn't. Depending on how it goes, it still wouldn't sway me another way because she's like you said, she's only 23 years old. She has every bit of skill. She has powerful, powerful grappling, and if she has the hands to come along with it. She is going to be a problem. Yep. Jordan Wright, one of our favorites on here, the Beverly Hills Ninja, is an ultimate, ultimate fade monster. We have made money fading this man on multiple occasions. Uh, he kind of burned us the last time. I think we both had him to lose inside the first round, and he came out and grappled enough just to lose in the second round to Dusko yeah. Todorovic. <laughs> Uh, he's fighting Zach Palga, who got sent to the shadow round by Muhammad Usman in the uh, Ultimate Fighter finale. Uh, Palga's not that good either, but he's better than uh, Bev- Mr. Beverly Hills. So I am going to take Palga. I haven't figured out what I'm going to bet, though. 
Yeah. Um, I think, I think, I think what we should do is Pal go first round. You know, I know, thinking about that. Make it, I know, he, he, I know last fight he didn't make it to the first round, but I, every other time he, uh, you know, it's a first round or, or, or bust. So I think that's probably the move. I want, I honestly, I was thinking of betting Jordan Wright <laughs> in the first round himself just because, uh, just because he's the big underdog here, but, um, I don't think I can do that. I don't know about Pauga. Um, he went, you know, life and death with Marcus, Marcus Maluco Perez and Cage Warriors. Um, which is not, not something that, uh, you like to see. And then he got absolutely melted, but Muhammad Usman's a big boy and I, you know, Pauga's not a heavyweight. So he's moving down. Jordan Wright's moving up. I feel like that's desperation for Jordan Wright. You know, Pauga is not the one who's been, Knocked out three fights in a row, um, or ch- finished three fights in a row. So he's not the one desperate to save his job. Jordan Wright is. If this, if Jordan Wright loses, he's done, pretty much. So um, uh, let's see if I can get decent odds at Pauga in the first round. I'm seeing one thirty-five on here. Yeah, let's uh, let's do it. I'm locking it. it. I think he gets him out of there. I, I, you know. He had some hype coming into the UFC a little bit, not too much, but uh, it seems like he hits hard, has some good offense, uh, and it's really Listen, again, like you said, fade monster. <laughs> I was gonna say you can it's talk really about Palga all you want; it has nothing to do with him. It's, I'm betting Matt McSweeney, Beverly against Hills Ninja, Jordan Wright. a gust of wind knocks that guy out, <laughs> and you know he has the gas tank, uh, like. The thing is, that's the thing that scares me about this bet. Like, I'm seeing round one or two is minus 135. That's also a good bet if you don't, like, you know, if you, you're a little right. bit more conservative because it's not really that much difference between the juice. And Palga's or, or Beverly Hills Ninja is going to lose if he's going to lose in the first two rounds. It's If yeah. he makes it to the second round, it'll be two minutes into the second round, he's done. The On the other hand, if he wins... He's gonna. It's gonna be a violent knockout in the first two minutes of the fight. That's basically the two ways that this could go, and that's that. Uh, I think he stinks, so I'm gonna fade him. Give us Palga, uh, round one plus one thirty-five. So cash this in on oh. that. Josh Parmesan, aka Josh Parisian, is fighting Jamal. How do you say this man's name? Pog- Pogues. Pogues. Jamal yeah. Pogues. Yes, I know the Stormtrooper. I know you guys all have watched him. Uh, over at LFA ninety one, yeah, when he wasn't even the uh, main event, but he also fought in the Contender Series. He is a heavyweight. The Bellator. He, oh yeah, that's right. He did fight at Bellator. Wow, uh, lost. Of course, he did lose. Of course, yes. Uh, he has two Contender Series fights. Yeah, he, I guess he was not picked the first time around. He was uh, not. Both unanimous <laughs> decisions. Doesn't seem like very much of an exciting fighter, Mister Parmesan. Not not so much either. Uh, after his ground and pound victory against Alan Boudot, we all know, uh, you know, Roque Mar- Martinez, it, you know, he got crucifixed Almost by Dontale Mays. He lost to Parker uh, Porter. This is the, this is the trenches of of UFC fight, of UFC heavyweight fighting. Me and if you bow. want if you want two experts on the trenches that you're you're here and you're listening to them. Okay, we love the trenches of this shit, but I'll be honest. I don't like anything on this. Uh, it's related to this card. This is disgusting, and I've told you guys that beforehand. But I must pick something. Parmesan is a plus two hundred underdog. Two hundred. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. Well, I, I really don't. I mean, they both stink. These guys both stink, and I don't know m- not enough about Mister uh, Pogues 
to really have a uh, intense thought or leaning on him either way. So I guess I'll ask you first before I make my decision. Um, I I think I'm just gonna not do anything here. Josh Prezian, I think, <laughs> you know, he has two of the worst wins, and he also has a very two of the worst losses. The Parker Porter loss will be like, eh, whatever. Dante Mays finishing you in the third round <laughs> from the crucifix position is like something that I couldn't even, you know, J.K. Rowling couldn't even write this in a chapter of a book. Um, also, guy almost died a couple months ago. That's true. You, uh, did, you did mention that. He, he had a fight with Chase Sherman, who, by the way, has an absolute bobber knocker. Of a fight coming up. Chase Sherman and uh, our boy, what's his name? Uh, you talking about Why Huggy Bear? Huggy Bear. What's his actual, Chris, no, what's his name? Chris Barnett. Chris Barnett. Um, man, that is going to be, that is going to be something. I can't wait for that slot fest. Uh, take the under and that. Um, yeah, so, you know, Josh Parisian was in the hospital. He had to go see a cardiologist. Um his heart was beating out of his chest. He was soaked in sweat, chest pain, all headaches. Had to go to the ER. This was only a couple months ago. Um, so I don't love that, especially you know him being a heavyweight, him being older, him being you know not good. I think, I think I'm just not. I might not even watch this fight because I'm scared. You know, scared for what might happen to Mister Parm. Um, Jamal Pogue's decision seems like that's probably what is going to happen. I don't, I, I don't really care though. Yeah, I don't really care either, and I don't really have a pick. I know I just told you I'm, I'm the authority on this, and I'm telling you as the authority, don't bet this fight. This is There is nothing really appetizing here. And like you said, Mr. Parmesan could could have a medical event, or a medical emergency in the octagon on Saturday night. Now, it's not something I want to be involved in, and I don't want to be have my money involved in any of that, so I am going to stay away. How about this, baby? The return of the king, the nightmare, William Knight. Getting back in there, the most jacked guy in UFC history. Uh, he's fighting Marcin Prochnio. And let me tell you what the odds are. Right down the middle, essentially. Prochnio is a slight underdog at minus 108, one, plus 100, to William Knight's minus 120. I, this, is, this card is disgusting. We're going to have to run through this pretty quickly because uh, I really don't have much. Uh, I mean, my instinct tells me that William Knight gets him out of there, but William Knight stinks too. Because I mean, this guy, this yeah. this guy gets knocked out all the time if he's not fighting Felipe Linz. I mean, he got yeah, he also, got knocked out by Sam Alvey. <laughs> Remember that, people. Yeah, but William Knight got knocked out by Devin Clark. True. <laughs> so, That's true. So like, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> also, he misses weight all the time. I don't know why he's still trying to make light heavyweight. The guy has like muscles on top of his non muscles. So jacked. Um. I think Marcin Procchio is better. The problem is I think William, you know, William Knight hits hard and he's going to hit you a couple times. And I think he's probably going to fold him. I mean, you know, Mike Rodriguez beat the fuck out of Marcin Procchio. And like you said, Sam Alvey knocked got another with one shot. One. Um, and, you know, even going back to the regional scene, Alexander Rockets, you know, smoked him uh, a while back. So, and if you look at his wins, you know, I guess the round tree was okay, but then Hurricane Ike, not uh not really that's yeah, not uh that ain't something to write home about. I'm I'm gonna let you know um, ahead of time. I'm taking a night TKO. 
plus 220. Um, I'm going to take William Knight money line. Uh, that's it. Just, you know, that's all. That's all she wrote, folks. All right. I'm going to give you minus one, 120 on that. Let's go. William Knight at 120. Don't mind if I do. You should mind, um, honestly. But uh, <laughs> 220 for the TKO. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see this. This is going to be horrible. This is, I mean, we're going to have to just just truck our way through some of these uh, some of these fights. Yeah. But Jim Miller, Jim Miller, getting back in there. A ten, everyone's favorite against Alexander the Great Hernandez, the old another fade machine. He's minus two fifty in this fight. Alexander Hernandez. Um, I kind of like Jim Miller here. Uh, Alexander Hernandez is stepping in late here. I believe Jim Miller was supposed to fight Gabriel Benitez, which would have been probably a better matchup for him. But I mean, who did uh, who did he just fight? Billy Q, Alex Hernandez. Yeah. Right, and he just gassed out and got cooked. And he gets cooked in the second round every time. I mean, if you look at the cowboy fight, second round, and he tries to grapple. Smoked. That's what I'm wondering. Like, is he going to try and wrestle with Jim Miller? Yeah, uh, I think I think what's going to happen. He's going to have success in the first round, uh, striking. You know, he does he does have some. Uh, he does look good sometimes against Billy Q in the first. He was looking good. He was um, against Drew Dober for for time. He was looking good, but man, after that first round, I mean, Billy Q, Hanato Moicano, Drew, Drew Dober, Cowboy, all finished him in the second. Tiago Moises ran through him. Honestly, when's the last time? He had a win that was impressive. Mike Breeden? No. Chris Kretzmacher? No. And he did not beat Francisco Trinaldo. That was a robbery. Yeah. Um, and even the OAM fight. Uh, very, very, very shaky. And he had the biggest fluke in UFC history, in my opinion, uh, the knockout over Benil Dariush. So I have just never been impressed by the guy. He calls himself the Great Ape. That's his nickname. I mean, you know. Okay. Uh, he talks all shit. He... He's not – He's just, nothing about him. I don't like anything about him, honestly. Um, Jim Miller, though, he's getting old. He is on a three-fight winning streak. Um, but before that, he was he was on a two-fight losing streak. So uh, I'm not really sure what to make of it. But I do think uh, I do think he gets Hernandez out of here. I think he subs him in the second, maybe even the first. Um, I don't – I don't know how it's going to happen. It's going to be a pretty weird fight. You know, the path to get to the Jim Miller sub, it, it might get a little sketchy. But I think he's going to find it, and I think that's going to be it for Alexander. You're going to take it plus five hundred, plus five hundred sub. Yeah. yeah, you want it? Yeah. Yep. All right, let's go. I'm taking money line minus one ninety. I, th- I I think there's a a realistic chance that he goes out quick in the first round, and or you know maybe even in the second round. He he is old. You gotta you gotta consider when his durability is going to completely just go, and when he's going to completely go. He's almost forty. He has like five million fights, but hey, the last time I kind of want to take that. I kind of want to take that sub, dude. I mean, I, I I guess he can win a decision, but like, how is Alexander Hernandez going to go fifteen minutes? You know, like that doesn't really happen. So, um, the last time he fought the UFC all-time leader in finishes and fights, Cowboy, he lost and he got fucking smoked. He got taught a vet lesson. That's true. Yeah, I know he's thirty. I know he's been around, but he is still the same fighter he always was. Uh, I, I am worried about the first, the initial couple minutes, the, the initial blitz, the initial exchanges, because he is quick. He does hit, hit hard, but he really doesn't have much to his game, you know? 
And honestly, why can't Jim Miller crack him? Jim Miller knocked the fuck out of Nicholas Moda. So, um, and Jim Miller's just way, I mean, just way smarter. Uh, you know, for whatever disadvantage he, ha- he has here, uh, athletically and maybe power-wise, and maybe even the speed, he laps him in IQ. He laps him in, uh, you know, when he hits the ground. So, yeah, give me Jim Miller sub. Uh, you know, if he gets knocked out early, I won't, I would not be mad. Uh, you know, Jim Miller, Jim Miller's my boy. I'm going to, I am, have changed my, my bet. I am rolling with you on sub. Uh, I will not so. let a, f- a plus 500 Jim Miller sub roll by without me hopping on the bus. And yeah, no, I, I you're kind of right though. Like, I don't really see a way that he wins like a decision where he like grinds it. I mean, I guess I could see it, but Hernandez kind of starts to panic halfway through these fights and it just he he's going to serve one up at some point and jim miller's going to be hunting for it the whole time he's got nasty nasty shit on the ground and yeah i mean like you like that like that joe selecki fight was close i think he was it was 2-1 in the rounds i think when it was going to the third round it was a close fight and it was kind of like selecki had to hold him down and pray that to beat him basically and he was i think he got his back and was hunting for it but jim miller's not easy to get out of there whether on the feet or you know i mean it's been a while since he's been finished I think the last time he got finished was Charles Oliveira. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and a lot of names in between here and there, but it's like, you know, he. And then losing to Dan Hooker, like fought. you said, though. Exactly. Oh, man. It's, it, he's, like, like, it's kind of insane, but like, go. Like, if you look at his entire tapology record, right? And what is he? 35 and 16. It's a lot of fucking fights. Way back in 2000, his fifth fight, sixth fight, he fought Frankie Edgar. In yeah. really reality fighting fourteen, I know you remember the fall brawl. It was called. Uh, yeah, I was there. Um, uh, Tim Boach won a fight on that card. Um, <laughs> where was this? Uh, Atlantic City. Wow. There you go. So I know. Yeah, you know, we were hitting the casinos hard that night. Yep. Um, How? What, what year was that? Two thousand six. Okay, I was uh, eleven years old. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we were hitting the casinos hard. We were lit um, that night. So, yeah, you know, I think maybe eventually, you know, it's it's going to be time where Jim Miller has to step away. But honestly, why? You know, I think he still has some left. It ain't going to be tomorrow, brother, or, or nope. Saturday. That's that's for sure. Uh, Nazim Sadikov versus Evan Elder. This is uh, this is a fight that's happening in the UFC. Uh, uh, Sadim is a favorite. Nazim. Big time. Zadim. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't have his name. Nazim. Nazim. Is it Sadikov? Okay. Nazim Sadikov. Uh, yeah, he's fighting Evan Wolf. Elder. Uh, he's a he's a favorite. Evan Elder is making his UFC. No, he fought Preston Parsons and lost. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, short short notice. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, yeah, he didn't just lose. He lost every round. The Black Wolf looks easily. scary though. Yeah, and he trains with Sarah Longo. Um, and on his contender series fight, he was smoking this dude early, and then he made him. He made a bit of a mistake. He had his back, and then he, he he was too high and got flipped and had to go through some adversity, and then third round starts, and he fucking finishes him. Uh, huge right hook that just drops him and sends him out of there. Uh, he trains with Aljo and the boys. Um, I kind of like him. I think he's pretty solid everywhere. Um, he, you know, he can get some submissions, get some finishes. He hits hard. Uh, he's a dog. Um, Evan Elder, uh, he, yeah, Evan Elder is okay. I You know, I don't... I don't think he has, uh, you know, a ranking in his future or anything. But I think he can win a couple fights in the UFC. I, I don't know. If he just, I just don't see much long-term potential here. I think Nazim Sadikov has some potential. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know if I want to take anything. I probably won't, uh, but I'm going to take, I'll predict uh, Nazim Sadikov to get a win. Maybe um, inside the distance plus 185. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not too familiar with Evan Elder's hands, but I do like Nazim. And also, he does. He has a lot of kicking and kicks and and spinny stuff. So he has a lot in his in his game. I'm going to take him to win, but I'm staying away. I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of decisions on yeah, uh, the, so. on Evan Elder's uh, thing. And I'm also seeing a loss to Luis Pena at Shamrock FC on the amateur scene. So <laughs> brutal. That's never good. Uh, yeah. So give me give me uh, Sadigov inside the distance plus one eighty five. That's what I have it at, and that's what I'm getting. So Lena Landsberg. Oh, welcome back, Lena. How about it, Lena? Yeah. Yo, <laughs> Lena. Congratulations on getting back in there against Myra Buena Silva. Myra Buena Silva. I would imagine without even looking. Is a favorite. Oh yes, yeah. she is. Minus five hundred against Lena Landsberg. Uh, Jesus, I guess uh, there's not really much to t- discuss other than are you going to bet her inside the distance or not? <laughs> um, probably not. Uh, Lena Landsberg. It's been a while since she got finished. Or was in uh, a fight that she did armbar your girl already. though, Stephanie uh, Egger. <laughs> yeah, she did, and I did have her. In that fight, and uh, you know, I like Myra Buena Silva, but there's a lot that I don't like too. So, the thing with Lena Landsberg is she's 40, and I thought she might have like already talked about retiring, <laughs> maybe not. But either way, man, coming off three straight decision L's to Carol Hosa, Panny Kianzat, Sarah McMahon, I'm good. She did beat Macy Chasson, so you know, props. But also getting smoked by Aspen Ladd a couple years ago. I don't know the elbow queen. I don't know if she has uh, one more one more run in her, but I'm gonna say no. I am going to take Silva inside the distance. Plus, I'm getting 150 on here. Jesus Christ! Well, uh, oh yeah. man, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be an interesting one. Silva 150, yeah, on 5D, whatever that is. But uh, here we go, Silva. Itd, you know me, man. I ain't scared. I, I have to make all this money back some way, somehow. And Lena Landsberg <laughs> is the way, and that's yep. how. Uh, that's how I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Lena Landsberg. Thank you for this free money. Uh, how about Jamal Emmers? One of your favorites. I believe Jamal Emmers got armbarred by Pat Sabatini. Am I, or knee-barred. Knee-barred, right? Okay, something. I knew something bad happened to him. He <laughs> is fighting a gentleman that I have never heard of before, but he's 23-0, and and his name, then he has a beard with no mustache pretty much, Kusin Ashkabov. Yeah. Right. Is that close enough? Um, it's twenty three yeah, now. No, I think that's. I think that's it. Um, it seems like I, I believe he's with ATT. I could be wrong. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, and Tiger Muay Thai. There you go. Uh, just watching some highlights and some video. You know, yeah, he he fought nobodies, but I mean, who really fights anybody coming from Russia? You know, uh, you can say the same thing about Habib when Habib was making his debut. People were probably like, ah, oh, he's you know he's fighting three and zero and oh no and oh one. So I don't want to necessarily put that against them because, it, it, I mean, you see it with everybody. It doesn't matter if you're in Russia, if you're in China, if you're in Florida, if you're in Tennessee, if you're in Iowa. Like, that's kind of how it goes. You know, if, if you're good and you make it out of the regional scene, it's probably because everybody else was not good. But this guy, has a, he does a lot, of, a lot of different things. He loves throwing knees, loves throwing flying knees from the body to the head, has a good ground game. 
has a has a couple of heel hooks on his resume, and we saw what just happened to Jamal Emmers. He got heel hooked into a knee bar. Actually, was it a heel hook or was it knee? I thought he was. Okay, it was a heel. They were both uh, like battling on the knees, and he Pat went got for the, the knee bar, and he yeah. got heel hooked. That's right. Okay, um, Ashkabov was supposed to make his debut against Joe Anderson Brito, and then he was supposed to fight Herbert Burns. So I think he's getting a big step down here in Jamal Emmers. I do like Jamal Emmers. I think he has some interesting. Uh, parts of his game you know he hits hard he has some good stand-up i mean he had pat Sib- knocked pat sabatini down yeah but uh he went he very cl- very very close fight with giga, giga chikadze um the fight the win over vince cachero was easy but you know vince cachero is not very good um but he did you know he did get knocked out by julian arosa a couple years ago in the contender series uh tiago moises got knocked out by him uh in rfa He's been finished many times is, is my problem here. And I think Oshkopov, he's a little too much. You know, he's a little too too crazy, it seems like. He, he kind of goes for it. Uh, it could be working to his detriment in the future, I could see. Um, but for this, I'm going to take him. I think he's going to win. I'm going to bet on him money line. It's going to go up. It's 155 now. It was like almost a pick him earlier in the week. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back the uh, undefeated Russian. You take a money line? He is from Chechnya too, which you know, very scary. But yeah, uh, you got minus one forty on here. Yeah, give me the Chechen. I am going to take. Let's see here. What do I have? I have Ashkabob inside the distance plus two twenty. Hmm. I don't know if he gets the finish just because it's his debut and Emmers is tough, but. Uh, I could see that. I, uh, I just that. when you like you talk about him going for it, I think he's gonna he he's twenty three and zero. He has a lot of finishes on his thing. Emmers probably has a like coming off of a uh, some sort of knee injury or something like that along those lines because yeah. that that was a pretty ugly heel hook that because I, I remember he was fucking laying in the octagon after. I I know it didn't. I mean that was what two years ago, over two years ago, or over a year ago. A year ago it was it August of twenty twenty one was the last time he fought. Try, he was going to fight in 2022, but uh, that bout got canceled. So he's getting back in here now. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I, I don't like uh, I don't like fade. I'm done fading these Russian guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride uh, ride heavy in the, on this one. There you go. OSP, the guy with the fattest dumper in the UFC, is fighting Felipe <laughs> Linz. Oh, sorry, did I say that? No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm being dead serious. That dude has a thick piece, and <laughs> he's fighting. Uh. Which which one are you talking about? I haven't seen his real piece, but that that wagon he walks with, that walks behind him, that shit is thick, dude. <laughs> that dump truck, that, that dump he has truck back he has there. is intense. But uh, Felipe Lins is a minus two thirty favorite, two oh five to OSP's plus one seventy one seventy six. I really don't think I'm gonna bet this one. This one, I mean, I I I imagine Felipe Lins would probably win this fight, but I don't really like Felipe Lins and OSP's as cooked as it gets. So yeah, that's... they were supposed to fight like three times before. Uh, yeah, and they're both all. What's funny is Lynch is like thirty-seven. I thought he was a couple years younger, but yeah, he's coming off a win against Prochnio. I mean, look. <laughs> I mean, Philippe Lynch has so many canceled fights. Yeah. Uh, OSP Grishin Mirzakhanov OSP Rothwell 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 Dante Mays Arlovsky. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, he has more canceled fights than actual fights. Um, they're both old, and I don't think either are good. I'm I'm just gonna stay away, honestly. Yeah, I don't like. I hope OSP gets a, a sub 
Yeah, I don't like the lines exactly. Like he could pull some crazy shit out. You know, Felipe Lins is a minus two hundred five. I really don't like anything involved in that fight, and I'm going to stay away. How about AJ Fletcher and Themba Garimbo, who I've never heard of this gentleman, Themba. I know you're a big fan of his. The the answer. Yeah. All right. Yep. He's making his UFC debut after fighting in Fury FC and UAE Warriors. We know. We know you love UAE Warriors. You don't miss a card. I do. Honestly, come on. Uh, actually, isn't bad. I was just, I'm just fucking around. But AJ Fletcher, the last time he was out there, uh, kind of gassed himself out. Fought like a psychopath against Angelusa. He, he he just he got really beat up. That was so in that bad. Fight and really didn't uh, showcase his skills all that well. And uh, I can't believe he survived though. That that was a crazy good. But Angelusa kind of gassed himself out by trying to kill him, which is always an interesting way. But uh, on. Or AJ, I'm sorry, AJ, I almost called him Ange Fletcher. Shout out to Ange Fletcher. Ange Fletcher. <laughs> AJ Fletcher is a minus 250, 275 favorite to Garimba's plus 235 to 10. Do you like anything here? I don't know. I don't really think I like anything here either. No. Uh, I think Fletcher probably gets his, his uh, first UFC win here. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to – I think he's gonna, he should at least make some improvements from that last fight. I don't know. I don't really love this Garimbo dude. I don't watch too much, but he's he's not young, and you know I, what I like, I like seeing AJ from Fletcher, by the way. Uh, yeah, so did I, and then you know I bet on him and he loses. So yeah. Maybe it's my fault, um, and it could have been just me. Um, but I, I just don't like what I've in the very limited amounts I've seen. Like I saw him fight on that Fury FC card, which was um, headlined by uh, Joshua Weems and Mo Miller, um, and he you know he went the distance with some some guy I never Julio Rodriguez, not to be confused with the Seattle Mariners. Uh, center Superstar, fielder, yeah. Um, but he doesn't, you know. When I when you when you have these these African fighters, they all a lot of them have a lot of the same traits. They hit hard. They're ferocious. They're 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 just savages. They're just built differently, you know. Um, he doesn't have that power really. He he, he doesn't show me some of the things that uh, you like to see. Uh, especially, you know, he has a decision loss. He has a TKO loss, and he has a sub loss. The the trifecta. <laughs> um. Guys got so the Gordy Hal hat trick going on. Yeah, he can lose all different ways. That just that just tells me kind of what I need to know. Um, you know, he's he trains in South Africa. Not really sure. You know, if he's got great coaches there. Uh, AJ Fletcher, the Ghost, not a great nickname. Also, he's from Louisiana. So oh, that's right, Lafayette, brother, <laughs> or Sharifport, one um, of those two, and, and that's all the same yeah. when you're coming from there. Yeah, but it's uh, you know I. I don't know what to how to even handicap this fight, but either way, uh, I'm staying away. I think Fletcher probably wrestles him and, and, and you know wins a decision. I think Fletcher' decision would be probably a decent little bet, but I'm not I'm not going to bet it. I'm going to bet it. I'm going to bet Fletcher inside the distance plus 105, brother. Ride, ride on, ride on. I I plan on being down 15 units by the end of this weekend, and it, it getting real ugly where I have to stop giving picks on the podcast or or I become the fade monster. Just kidding, though. I actually, like you said, you just named it. I mean, Garimba making his UFC debut. Um, when's the last time he fought? Was the June of last year. Uh, he hasn't really fought anyone that I've ever heard of. And AJ Fletcher at least yeah. was fighting UFC caliber talent. And I saw glimpses of what he can do. But he was just fighting guys that it was just bad matchups for him. And I think this will, this will be a good matchup for him. And he'll get him out of there. At least he goes for it. I, I like betting inside the distance guys who go for it and try to finish people as opposed to, 
you know, maybe he'll come out here and wrestle, make me look stupid. Like the OSP, Felipe Linz, I can't trust either one of those guys to go for it and get the other one out of there or even go for it and get the win. So I'm not going to bet you. Uh, the first fight of the night, the last fight we are going to talk about, Juan Camilo Ronderas versus Clayton Carpenter. Clayton Carpenter seems like a, uh, a young guy who has a little bit of hype coming uh, around him. Uh, he's, what, 6-0? Clayton Concrete Carpenter? How about that? That's quite a nickname. He's coming off the Contender Series uh, a win, a unanimous decision win. Um, he's a minus 315, 340, 330 favorite against uh, Ronderas, who is a plus 250. Uh, do you like anything here? Um, I like whatever the odds are on Ronderas to test positive for cocaine after Jesus the fight. Christ. Hammer it. Um, he already got. He's hey, he's from Bogota, Colombia, and he already got he already got suspended, I believe, after the Dvorak fight. I think he um, I think he got suspended for he. I don't know if it was a year or two years. He got a, a positive cocaine test. Um, I don't like to bet on anybody who does cocaine in the UFC unless your name is John Jones. That is my golden rule. Uh, I think they kind of just brought this dude in to, to honestly just feed him the Clayton Carpenter, Clayton Concrete Carpenter. He looks like he's twenty one. Uh, he's twenty six. Let's see. Let's see. Um, yeah, I, I did watch a couple, like a little little highlight tape. He has a a couple quick wins, a uh, quick knee bar, quick head kick. So he looks like he can he can do some things. Um, but you know, it's pretty much just about fading, Mister Juan Camilo. Um, you think he gets him out of there? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, uh, David Dvorak, it was very good. Uh, got Ronderos out of there quick with the rear naked choke. Uh, let's see what does Carpenter have. Yeah, he has a rear naked choke. I was gonna say he seems like he's um, he has more s- subs than TKOs, but he's kind of uh, all over the place. Maybe he gets another head kick. Um, but yeah, I I don't really know much honestly about either, so I'm not gonna bet anything. All right, sadly. So you will finish the night. You have five picks on the card: Blanchfield, Moneyline, Pawuga, Round One. Plus one thirty five. Knight money line minus one twenty. Miller sub plus five hundred. And Ashkabob money line minus one forty. I'm gonna finish with I believe ten. Or one one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Blanchfield money line, Pauga round one. Knight TKO. Miller sub. Sadikov inside the distance. Silva inside the distance. Ashkabob inside the distance. Fletcher inside the distance. Carpenter inside the distance. So you know my thought process, guys. It always is. I believe if I throw enough inside the distance starts at the board, enough of them will hit where I would go positive. It's worked for me so far, and I plan on it working for me again. I'm going Carpenter inside the distance minus 120. So, Bam. And that is That's that. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hotbox. We'll be back next week. I will eventually have a Super Bowl breakdown episode. Maybe me and Ty will even be on here tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be tough to talk about. Yeah, One gonna... thing real quick Sure. Um, for Saturday. There is – right before – it might be right as the the prelims start, as the UFC card starts. There's going to be a fight boxing match in Nottingham, Nottinghamshire in the Nottingham Arena. Very, you know, basic names. But Lee Wood and Mauricio Laura, Laura will be fighting for the 126-pound WBA – Belt. Mauricio Lara, very good. Uh, I think his nickname is Bronco. He's a stud. Only 24 from uh, from Mexico. Uh, has a couple losses. They were early in his career. 
and then he fought Josh Warrington and was beating him. And then there was a cut caused by a headbutt, and then it went through a draw. And this whole thing, Lee Wood is a – he's one of those hyped British guys. You know, he's from the U.K. He lost to Jazza Dickens. I'm not sure who that fellow oh, is. Oh, yeah. He didn't <laughs> did knock out Mr. Michael Conlon, who's, who's pretty good, but he was not looking good in that fight. Probably would have lost if he didn't get the 12th round is Conlon, Conlon um, doing all right after that? Yeah, I think I think he just I think he just fought after that. I could be wrong. Yeah, he fought a couple times. He fought Mariaga and somebody else in a get back fight. Um, I'm trying to find odds on this fight because I think Lara should win. I think honestly he's going to get him out of there. Um, but I'm trying to because you know how boxing odds are. If it's minus six hundred, it's it's close. He's minus two seventy five. Mauricio Lara. I think it should be wider. Um, I think he gets him out of there. Maybe not early. But I think he's going to wear on Lee Wood eventually, and I, I, I'm just not a big Lee Wood fan. I think Mauricio Lara is a stud, and I think he's probably the future of 126. He might have to move up to 130, but um, some of the guys now at 130 are going up to 135. Uh, you know, typical of that's usually how boxing works. So um, give me the Mexico City native here. Um, can I get him inside the distance? An, an extra bonus boxing bet for your headpiece. Um, I don't know if I can get that. Uh, either way, I'm taking Mauricio Lara. You can definitely get it. If, uh... I just, I just, I don't see any odds for it yet on Bovada, but that's just because Bovada is quite garbage. But, uh, yeah. I'm gonna try and find it real quick before we get out of here. Yeah, set the people up with something good. Lara is a minus two sixty favorite. Him to win by TKO is minus one eighty eight. 180. So, really no value there, but you could get some Lara. Yeah, I mean, I, I might just I might just parlay with something or maybe Ooh. get a, a specific round, maybe like a Oh, you want Josh Parmesan and him money line. <laughs> I want Yeah, no, I don't know about that. Uh, I want Mr. Juan Camilo. No, but that that's that it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be on the zone. Nobody really has the zone. It's also a stupid name, but um tune in. How about it, ladies and gentlemen? This has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Like I said, we'll be back next week. You got boxing. You got UFC. You got all sorts of shit to watch this weekend. And even the Elimination Chamber. So I know you guys all out there will be watching that too. So uh, enjoy the weekend. And we'll be back on what Monday or Tuesday. One of those two days. Look out One for One of those us. days. We'll be back.